0: Good news, good news, good news. If you missed the self made summit, you can still get remote access, all the keynotes, plus bonus footage that I had not originally planned to put in there. You are going to get both of my small groups. So this is over an hour. So over two hours, because two different small groups, where I sat down, micro gym owners were able to ask me their brand, business, rebrand, marketing, social media, whatever questions came out of their curious little faces, and I was able to go ahead and give them the answers. And those Q&As, in my opinion, are some of the most valuable shit. You're also getting a panel. We did a five-man panel. All the keynote speakers got up there, and we did an entire fucking panel that was not even planned in the itinerary originally. You're getting that as well. The link is in my Instagram bio. Highly recommend it. Self-made summit, remote access. Not sure how long we're gonna keep it up there for, but uh, go fucking get that. Cool. Alrighty, guys, it is Stu. Is what the fuck gym talk, and I've got Dan Waymara. On the line. I got Dan here with Push Press. Dan, so you are the founder, CEO, is that, that that the title?
1: Yeah, one of the founders. Been here since one the of the day founders
0: now. of Push Press. If you guys don't know what Push Press is, Push Press is a member management solutions company, which you guys are probably all familiar with. Um, and essentially, me and Dan or Janet jamming today. He is going to be push press, which I'm a huge fan of, is going to be pushing content out. You guys know I'm a huge fan of content. They're kind of getting ahead of that, starting a podcast, going to be traveling, uh, meeting with gym owners, doing panels. It's very similar to a lot of the content you guys probably see me fuck with. And I couldn't be more in favor of any business, but especially someone who fucks with the micro gym market like I do, creating the content. I think one of the things that has been that has allowed me to do what I've done with WTF was just this obnoxious level of video content, an absolute obnoxious level of video content. And then I didn't start doing the podcast almost two years ago. And that has been such a great addition to it. And it allows you just to reach more gym owners. And you, as you talk, you might be talking on one specific problem, but that one specific problem, someone listening goes, holy fuck, I feel like he was literally just in my staff meeting yesterday. That's exactly the problem we have. And now you've gone deep with it. You might have 50 people listen to the podcast, but you just went balls deep with three of them where they're definitely listening to what you have to say. So Dan, man, I'm, I'm glad to have you on here. Talk to me a little bit about what was your decision you know, with PushPress to, to do that? I mean, I think it's kind of a dull thing. Everyone's you know, got a fucking Gary Vaynerchuk video or Sinek video they want to reference you know, about creating content. What was it for you? What was like your light bulb? or like, duh, why the fuck aren't we doing this?
1: Yeah. You know what? You know, it's funny, actually, before I even get into that, like everything I say about me probably is the the gym owner out there. Like, okay, so I've known I've watched your shit and Gary's stuff and all these people's stuff for for years. And I've always known I need to get, I need to say what I know, out, you know, but I don't want to be in front of a camera. I'm a, I am i do not like my voice. I, I feel like I'm gonna have to take 10 takes. Dan, you have a sexy voice. Don't fucking say that. You have a great <laughs> voice. Well, not when I listen to it. Anyway, <laughs> But, you know, I'm, and I'm sure everyone's in their own head, like, I've got all these ideas of how I can help my community. And for me, it's the gym owners. For for the gym owners out there, it's their literally their community. But they're just kind of like, ah, I don't really know what to say. I, I don't have time to plan it. I don't really want to get on video. My hair doesn't look good today. Whatever it is, there's always an excuse that that just kind of stops you, right? And that, that's been me for the last 36 months.
0: Fair enough. And it, creating content and getting to that point where you have to first, like, I've got two steps in this whole process. Number one is, do you have something to say? Some people are no. They're like, I, I'm not going to lie to so you. I really don't have anything to say. It's like, good, then you probably shouldn't make any content. You should consume until you've learned and then do some experience. And in seven years, then you might have something to say. But if you don't have anything to say, that's step one. You have something to say. Then it is, can I create an entertaining and or educational way? Because it's got to be, it can be just one but I think the best combination is a mix of the both. And, and again, I always use his reference for this. And this is an obvious for anyone in the CrossFit micro gym scene. You have amazing mega fucking, you know, influences like Chris Cooper's of the world. Chris Cooper with Two Brain Business is a fucking genius of a man. He is in a, like his company. And I remember reading his first book years ago. And you have guys like that Chris Cooper creates great content. It is very educational. I would say it is less than entertaining. And then you have cocksuckers like me who come out and my stuff is, I, I think, try to make it as entertaining as possible with the education as a backbone to it. And then you have some guys that come out and it's just entertaining. You know, it, like Mark Bell with super training. His stuff is very, very entertaining. It doesn't have a huge educational component to it. And all three of these models work. Right. And so I think that's always like the important thing. You know, so for you, where do you think you're going to fall in that? Is it going to be a mix of the two? I mean, is it going to be more educational or off entertaining? Where do you see that falling for Push Press?
1: Yeah, I guess if I had to put a tagline on it, it would be uh, "What the fuck gym talk without
0: all the fucks." Well, that's good. That, that's that's very much needed. That's very much needed. <laughs> that
1: that's your stick. I can't take that. You know what I mean? You'll get a
0: you'll get a lot more followers, and uh, you'll get way less pissed off DMs that way. Trust me. Uh, so I like it. And so when you say that, when you say it's like WTF, but it's so just very direct to the point hyper specific topics to micro gyms.
1: Yeah. So direct to the point, like we're not going to hold things back. We're going to, we're basically going to put, put people's feet to the fire. Like either you, you, either you're like a complete hobbyist, which is fine, or you're trying to run a business, which is, which is also fine. And if you're trying to run a business then these are things you just have to do, you know, like no question about it. So yeah, we're going to introduce a bunch of concepts and, and, and like anything, like, you know the dude coming into your gym and you're asking to deadlift for the first time—that's pretty uncomfortable. Well, if I'm asking you to pay attention to some KPIs and and get a, and learn how to sell, that might be uncomfortable with some people too, right? Yeah, and that's just part of
0: growth. You you mentioned but right before we hit uh, record on this, we're you know I was you know kind of getting the background on the the content idea and the stuff they've got coming out, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But you said, hey, there's a lot of gym. The reason number reason push press loses clients is because the gym shuts down, right? Goes out of business, whatever it may be. And, you know, you look at it now as that's part of your mission is to help it so gyms aren't foreclosing, falling default on a loan or not being able to to open up the doors the next day. Can I, I'm going to ask you something. This is maybe a tough question. Do you believe it is a lack of education and knowledge for a gym owner? Or do you think there's a fundamental flaw in the current business model? When someone opens up the gym, like most CrossFit origin stories, and, and let me just so. Is your demographic CrossFit gyms majority or the various other individually branded micro gyms?
1: So the majority of our demographic is CrossFit, but I do see these same patterns carrying out across
0: okay, all segments. Cool. Of so we'll just book them all up. Do you believe that it's a fundamental flaw when someone opens up? Generally, their their journey went client or coach to owner. Maybe went client, then coach, then owner. And the business model in which they build it on, if we, because there is no set CrossFit HQ official business model, right, is essentially this, which we could all look at. This idea of, um, I'm not gonna make the pricing too expensive, but I, the days of going at $85, I think, are long gone. I think most gyms are trying to stay price anchored in this $150 range. Um, but I, you know, maybe I'm gonna do PT first. Maybe I'm gonna do an on ramp. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm gonna have these extra auxiliary programs. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I think that expanding and growing the business means getting a bigger building and more equipment. Do you, th- do you believe it's a fundamental issue with the idea of how to run this business successfully since we don't have templates? There haven't been micro gyms around long enough. Like the one thing me and Chris Cooper are not doing are slapping out a fucking manual saying this is exactly how to run your gym, right? Because we're, these are independent owners. They have their own vision for how it should go. But I believe that vision because it's incestual. It's what they did when they were a coach or a client is so similar. I I think it's a fundamental issue there. I I don't think it's as much. I think you could teach some of these guys the KPIs all day, but when they have a 1300 square foot facility and they tell me they're going to run a barbell centered class. No, you're not. You're going to go out of business. You stupid fuck. You didn't do the operational capacity math of your facility.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I just think a lot of people, they just kind of look to where they came from and just do what they saw. Right. And they, yeah, they haven't thought through, well, the gym I came from was 2,800 square feet and I'm going to open one in a 1,300 square foot gym. So things have to change, right? And they just assume I'm going to run it until I, until I
0: expand, right? It's, a, it's such a contradictory statement. How many people have you talked to and it's like, well, I was at a gym, a coach or client there and he was just fucking it up left and right. I just hated it. It wasn't good. I knew I could do it better. So I wanted to open up my own gym. And then how are you running it? Well, I'm running it how, I was do, how yep. he was doing it there because that was my learning curve. That's why, that's, that was my education. And now it's just this incestual cycle. Um, do you see more gyms shutting down or like they sell, when I say sell, they, for zero money Put pretty away. much, yeah. To, yeah, to somebody else, to the next coach or whatever?
1: Do I, do I see that happening?
0: Yeah, do you see more gyms actually like, you know, filing bankruptcy and shutting oh. down and then the building's empty or they're selling it to one of the coaches who <laughs> thinks they can get CPR it?
1: Here, here's my, my um, I don't have any data to back this up, but this is the trajectory I feel like I see is every gym owner thinks they can sell it and thinks it's kind of an asset, realizes at some point no one's going to buy it for what they think it's worth. And then they have to swallow the tough pill of, do I let this go for a loss at cost for nothing? Or do I just shut it down? And then that's kind of where ego comes in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's probably 50-50. Like maybe no one steps up and wants to take over whatever's happening there, right? Um,
0: yeah. So, you, And you're in the these CrossFit affiliate owners groups. I've seen you comment and stuff in there. And you know, whenever... The funny thing is, um, when I see these guys talk about selling a business, the number one thing I always ask is how often do you work in it? How many hours a week? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, 12, like 25, 30, whatever. I'm like, okay, but have you factored in? Cause the person buying it probably doesn't want to do that. They were, they were looking to buy a business. So I have to factor in hiring someone at a salary or whatever the payment compensation model is for the 25 to 30 hours a week you were fucking doing. And then Jim was like, oh, well, so- were- well, yeah. Yeah.
1: The reason we're kind of stuck in the cycle is because the only person that will buy the business is just another coach who wants to work in the business,
0: yeah right' buy themselves a job yeah,
1: yeah. And a pretty pretty low paying job one at, at
0: that yeah so talk to me a little bit about some of the you know the stuff that you guys are doing what is what is the you know we talked about you're going to be traveling um visiting gyms, sitting down with the owners, and paneling it up, and all that cool stuff what's the plan? Is it just, you know, grab, grab a camera and do first person. You have a videographer follow you around. You're just going to come and do podcasts down and just record the audio. What's the, uh, the content plan.
1: Yeah. So we have a few different, one is gonna be a podcast. So that'll be like uh, probably remote, just like you do it on mics and stuff like that. Audio only. And then the visitation stuff we have uh, we've, we set up, we bought kind of a real entry level video, um, system. I don't, some of them i will probably have someone following me around. Some of them we might just set up at a table and, point a couple cameras at us and and call it a day Um, and then you know with some like in gym walkthroughs and stuff like that we're um, we're actually going to kick off with like an experimental roundtable in New York uh, in a couple weeks December 5th Uh, just get a bunch of guys together have some barbecue grab some beer or something and just talk shop you know and we'll just we'll video it
0: and audio it yep very very cool, and where and so your decision to get into this educational component to help gym owners, you know, do better at business because Push Press's software is based around making the logistics and understanding the reports and the KPIs and the financial aspects and the you know all the the inner workings of it easier, e- more understandable, easier to relate to, especially for someone who maybe not is is not naturally analytical by trade or nature, right? right? You know, you guys thinking of man, gym owners are good. we we've listened to gym owners talk. They want these reports, they want these kind of features. These are the things that we put in the push press. So when you guys think about sitting around and doing that, um, I know you got Zach Forrest involved, who's obviously a really smart dude. He's done some amazing things. I've been to his gym multiple times. Every time I used to go out to Vegas, I would go to his his location. Um, where it, talk to me like where is that where does it go? Does it live only in content? Do you guys start doing like and also start doing some work with gym owners?
1: Yeah. So, so, our big picture solution that we're working on, and, and it's funny you touched on this earlier about the blueprint, is basically to create a franchiseless franchise model. That's what I'm calling it right now. Sure. And it's basically going to be the blueprint. Like everything from opening your gym, operational capacity issues, your KPIs, you know, getting someone to help you look at your numbers, coaching, you know, just the whole thing. Basically, like if you open a, an Orange Theory Fitness, we want to eventually give you everything that Orange Theory gives you with the exception of the brand right? Because sure. all these people want to own their own brand, right? Yep. So marketing support, lead generation, retention tools, you know, the, the billing mechanisms, coaching development, operational effect, you know, the whole thing. That's the big picture. So yep. it's starting right now with just educating people on what they need.
0: <clears throat> right? Do you find when you guys, so I've, I, I think anyone who's looking to help, um, microgym owners have thought about that. I, I have too. I've thought yeah. about this big fucking what the fuck Bible of how to not fuck up your micro gym, right? And then I start my whiteboarding and my flowcharting on and I think, <clears throat> but what the fuck do I do when I'm talking about a facility at this size and a majority of people looking to go, oh, I can't, there's nothing in my market available. Like, wait, how, how do you get specific without getting specific?
1: That's a really good question. So, I mean, it's just basically like we're, I mean, we can't obviously like an orange theory, say you have to open a space between 2,300 and 2,800 square feet and it has to be in this population. Like there, there's going to be aspects to it. And honestly, like we haven't thought deep enough to think like maybe there's a filtering process. Like if you're in the back of an anytime fitness and you have a thousand square feet, but you're paying them 5,000 bucks a month rent, like nothing's going to save you at that point. Right. Like, or or maybe the model has to shift so drastically is not part of what we're, we're teaching. Right, so there might probably there probably will have to be a front end to it, but again, putting that front end to it will start to educate people of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't get into a lease on this building in this area because it doesn't fit these these guidelines of what is generally successful. Sure. Right.
0: And here's one thing. It's I I am honestly I'm just gonna take this part of the conversation and everyone listening. I hope you. This is literally if I was sitting with Dan at a bar, this is where my conversation would go with him. I have found since I released Microgym University that took me about a year to create. Okay people gym owners do not want to go through education now for business yeah. i can like people will sign up for a fucking 8 grand opex course and they will go fucking go balls deep in an aerobic capacity chris henshaw course the things that are interesting to them that's the thing that they still like in the business they will go learn more of because they like it they like the programming they like the coaching they like the science yep. But I mean, I've got guys and it's great because the back end uh uh MLS software that I use or MSL software that I LMS learning module system software um shows me exactly where somebody's at in their progress. I'll have somebody buy the entire course and literally within four months, they have literally watched one 30-minute intro video. And I'll message them, what the fuck are you doing? Like I can see you, I know what you're not doing, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it just I you know, I just, it, it falls off. Cause I generally think there's a lot of business owners that have uh, a lease and an, and an LLC and that technically they're a business owner. They never should have been, they, they got into a wrong position. Somebody lied to them on career day. And now they're in this and they're like, I don't want to get better at that. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and it's, and and they think they buy it and it makes them feel better. Like when you, when we all get a, you know, a hard on for educating ourselves, we buy four books from Amazon and we never read them. Right. That kind of scenario. That's ultimately what I look at it. we would you, do you where where are your sentiments lie there? Am I being a little too cynical? do you think that's somewhat accurate no
1: you're you're speaking my language like my my one of my biggest things I'm telling people right now is like, look, the last thing you fucking need is another movement certification yeah right. you need to learn bookkeeping or sit, you need to take a sales course or you need to learn marketing or go read like how to win friends and influence people or list start listening to podcasts like stop taking kettlebell certs at this point right yeah um and and I think and, and like you said, we're somewhat early in this industry and I don't think boutique fitness and high intensity fitness is going away. It's going to be survival of the fittest, right? Like this industry will mature and either the businesses will or they won't. And the ones that won't, won't be around. Yeah. You know, like you already see it. Orange theories are coming in. F45s are coming in. They'll start eating everyone's lunches. Adapt or survive, right?
0: When you say survival of the fittest, where my head instantly goes, lean businesses super lean i've had the pleasure and you know of with this job of going and meeting with individuals that run businesses outside of the crossfit realm and you know for example i'm going to use metabolic metabolic runs an amazing model and they lock their doors the second class starts like literally you show up a minute late you're not getting in and they have they put vinyl around all the windows of their retail locations so you can't see in that way the instructor is in coaching class and you're knocking on the window and pointing to yourself like, let me in like that kind of scenario. You just, you're just gone. And on the front of this, the vinyl on the front door, it says, be great, not late doors, lock immediately upon class starting. And at first I thought that was kind of, it was like a hardcore Jim Jones type rugged kind of thing to get a really tribal group in there. It's demographic based, right? They believe that people who are late are not high performers and that's what they want are high performers. People who have their shit together, bottom line, but, it's also operationally accurate. Yep. Their GM acts as the front desk girl for 20 minutes leading up the class. Then the door locks and now the front desk girl becomes the head coach for that class. And then 15 minutes after class, everybody's out and she locks the door and now she's back to being the GM and doing backend work. Them locking the door creates no need for front desk staff. It creates no need for two people on staff at a time. It allows one person through a good portion of the day to be a multi-hat wearer. They can pay her more. She wears more hats, but it was an operational thing. It's a lean fucking HR model, a very lean HR model that I absolutely adore. What do you think when you talk about survival of the fittest, you know, and you, you mentioned bookkeeping and getting smarter with this and that. I think it's us. I honestly, I think the best thing CrossFit gyms could do right now is stop looking at other CrossFit gyms.
1: Yep. 100% 100% agree like so lately i've been taking fitness i sold my gym earlier this year and i've been going and just taking it at a rant just all over the place went to orange theory a few times i've been doing core power yoga f45 i'm just like soaking it all in right and just watching how all of them operate orange theory f45 and core power all three of those do exactly that they may or may not lock like core, core power locks the front door you can't go in Yep. orange theory locks the inner door so you can go into the retail F <clears throat> 45. Once the class starts, you can't jump in. Cause it's like, everyone's going.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's insane. Absolute yeah. madness.
1: So yeah. Like, and, and you're, and all of them the same. Like when, when F45 trainers are done t- coaching, they're the salesman, right? Yep. They're the front desk person. And then when they're coaching, they're coaching and that's it. You know, like, like you said, you're you, they have thought through so many aspects of the business model that y- it's made it very efficient. Right. Sure.
0: And, and that I is look- what gym owners need. Can I say, I think that we're going to see a huge evolution. The, the talk I've been talking about sales for since 2015, when I started making content and I'm a big PT first guy and a consultation, 30 minute consultation, sell PT first. If you're across the gym, because generally across the gyms have the space for it and they need the extra revenue stream to survive because they don't run lean enough. Their expenses are too high as a crossfit facility. Um, now these orange theories my 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 new move my new model urban movement we don't do pt anywhere there's no pt first um metabolic they're more volume based models and the sales process is super front desk capable meaning we have hit you with so much content you know organically and paid branding campaigns and engagement campaigns and video view campaigns to let you know what it is we're about you come in and the the brand is going to sell itself you're either into orange theory or not Orange Theory is not like, I mean, they have they're trust me, they're recording their sales numbers. But when you go in, it's, either, it's yes or no. Yeah, they're going to follow up with you if you don't buy that day. Yeah, they're going to go out and keep, put you in a drip campaign. But the concept of the salesperson being this dedicated, like Globo Gym, Grease Monkey salesperson that's going to go fucking try to like, you know, get you to overcome a spousal objection because your husband's not there to sign the $600, you know, package of PT. I think that's going away because businesses are having to run leaner less yeah. staff
1: the, the problem with the crossfit model though is once you put barbells in and olymp and these compound lifts can't do it
0: dude i cannot wait can't wait that damn in 10 years i'm gonna play so many fucking replay videos of me telling everybody <laughs> the barbell <laughs> fucked your business you stupid fuck you just stupid fuck you wouldn't listen to me you were obsessed with the barbell and what's gonna happen rogue will be the one i guarantee anyone from rogue that's listening uh-huh. this, call me they will go, everyone's going to go small. Barbells are going to go down to about 52 inches, I believe. Your plates are going to get super thin. They're going to get super compact. And this idea of dropping shit from overhead is going to be gone. It will all be gone. Yep. And the business benefits I've had to it in the past two and a half years, un- unparalleled. I mean, just, it's been so good for everything we do business-wise.
1: Yeah. I mean, in today's day and age with the stuff you've been pushing, I don't understand like how people are opening barbell first gyms i mean i get it i mean i get it because it's like the culture but operationally man kettlebells dumbbells like let's go
0: i was in crossfit cleveland over the last week and i went to, went there we did a little like meet up with some gym owners and i went to the barbell and i said do you see how much weight you paid about three hundred dollars for this barbell let's just say that okay with shipping and handling about 300 bucks now do you see this seven foot long barbell who in the fuck in your gym uses the entire collar who uses the entire like 13 inches of the collar? That means four 45s all the way to the edge. Nobody, nobody uses it. It is a waste of material. It's not lean. You have extra space being utilized in this gym that you don't need to. You could trim down. Mm-hmm. You know, even at Urban Movement, we're getting rid of all the 45 pound plates. We don't need them. We have the short, very short barbells. We'll just have the 25s. 10s and 15s and that is it. And if I can, you know, once Rogue Fitness comes out with something even more compact, we'll run with that. But it's just, it just one of these things. I just don't think people understand that the business model they aspire to have is broken. The CrossFit yeah. gym business model is completely broken.
1: And I, th- I think what it goes down to, and, and I mean, props to you for being like one of the first to do this, but, but it goes back to the whole like, all these gym owners are so worried about what crazy- programming they can follow and which, you know, which more crazy stuff they can do. That's all movement based. And they're not thinking like, how can I streamline my business? How can I increase my top line, bottom line revenue? How can I reduce my expense? Like all of these things they're not thinking about. And all they're thinking about is like, how can I get my clients muscle ups or whatever it is, is, right?
0: Is that something you think you and me can change their minds on through content? Or is that just like, that's just who they are. And we just have to accept that not all the baby sea turtles make it back to sea.
1: So being that I'm I am literally just starting this this voyage, I am
0: so confident I can change everyone's mind. Yeah. You've been in this for like five years. I'm not jaded yet. I said, no, I do, I believe it, but you know, it's so funny. The reason I asked that is when I first found CrossFit in 06, I was working at a CrossFit gym by 07, going into 08, and I left them. I literally I was there, I loved it. I mean, it was like it was like just most purest CrossFit time, and I said, Hey, I have to go. I'm gonna go work at a globo gym. And they're like, why? I'm like, cause they know more. I need to learn business. I need to take this really fun coaching. I'm going to have the best programming kind of mentality. And I need to just dull it out. I need to numb that. And I need to go fucking go cold, like hard clothes people. I need to hire and fire. I need to hang around the district managers that show me the numbers and how to make this entire thing Mm -hmm. work. And I need to climb that fucking ladder and become a little bit of a prick. And then I can come back to this warm, toasty feeling of making people's fitness, you know, best hour of their day, blah, 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 whatever. And I can combine the two worlds and I'll be fucking deadly. If I show up in your city, you're fucked. Like Mm -hmm. that was my mentality. I'm going to be a fucking killer because I have this thing that none of these guys have right now because everyone was all like, oh no, you can't pay it this month. You're having a heart financial hardship. No problem. This is a CrossFit family. You'll never leave me. We're a family here. We're a community. And it just, it, I just knew that having a little bit of that coldness dialed into me would be so beneficial. But I don't know, man. I think about you know what I do now, and I, I I just wish I could make people a little more cold and calculated, not mean, not pure, not wanting to do good work for good people for good reasons, but making them more calculated in what they do, leading with their you know brain more than their heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is. Cold might be a harsh word, but it is more, um, you have to respect your business, right? Yeah. And you have to respect yourself d- just as much as you respect your clients, right?
0: Yeah, so. yeah. and a little more binary, just too, too much gray in CrossFit. Yeah. How, how do you guys handle this problem? And first, let me say that this person is this exception to the <laughs> rule. And it's like, no, they're not. They're either late or they're not. They either can yeah. pay the amount or they can't. Like, it's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I remember so, in uh, in 2010 when we opened our first gym, we're like nobody gets any discounts, and like yeah. ev- everyone flipped out. Like, what do you mean? What about the police discount? And what about the nurse discount? And what about the teacher discount? What about this? You know, and we're just like no, you know, nobody gets any discounts. It's just is what it is, and you come or you don't. You know.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting where it's come. But again, it's so like um, people ask me like, so what do you think's going to be the? What's your prediction for the future and all this? And I'm like. It's so young. Like, even though, like, you know, even if, like, you look at uh, the Seattle, uh, what's his name, Kurt Warner's Seattle, whatever that very first affiliate was, you know, even to today, it's still such a young thing. This idea of the industrial Genesis micro gym movement that is now going posh retail. And that is like anyone else who's old school industrial, I'm not saying you're going to go out of business, but I will tell you that in a 10 year window, you will be the outlier in the market 100%. Yep. If you're not already.
1: Yeah. You're, you're going to have to really go after that, like grunge West side feel. If
0: you're where not, do you live? where do you live, Dan? Uh, L- Los Angeles Torrance. Oh Jesus. Yeah. You've got everything out there. Do you, have you been to Rise Nation? No. Where's that? Rise Nation is in L is in the LA area. Um, it is a Versa climber gym. So a Versa climber <laughs> is like the upright. It looks like a, uh, yeah, oh, so if- I
1: can have a whole conversation on this. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah.
0: So the Versa VersaClimber is this piece of equipment I'm, I'm crazy about. A bex just made one. Everyone will make one, make it less expensive than what Versa is selling it for right now. But I went to one, uh, Rise Nation, they had one in LA, then Miami, then Cleveland. I went to one in Cleveland just a few days ago. Um, great piece of equipment, great fucking workout, amazing studio. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I mean, that's in LA. That Just there's some such cool model. Barry started in LA. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I, was just, I was just having this conversation with my co-founder here last week. It's like every super expensive five foot by five foot type of, of uh, equipment is is now having an uprising of a gym model.
0: Like in there's the spin one that just, studio. Yeah, spin studio format.
1: So spin, yeah. They, they're just one that just launched here. That's you know, those little shaky plates, those vibrating plates. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: there's, there's one here that just came up in LA where it's like, that's, you get a vibrating plate and you do a workout yeah. on it.
0: Yeah. So there's some there's so much gimmick will always create a mod, will always create that spin studio replication where you know there's there's gyms that just have TRX bands, right? Yep. Silks classes is huge in Charlotte, North Carolina. Silks like hanging from the ceiling yep. and you interweave, you know, interwove your body into them and it's, you know, it's almost like more sexual. Yeah, well it's even it's honestly it's like it, it looks more like if strippers didn't have poles, they had these silks things like the <clears> movements they do around them. Um Anywhere, any of you single guys out there, go date a Silks instructor. You probably won't be disappointed. Um, but okay, so let's go on. Let, talk to me about more about the stuff Push Press has coming out.
1: All right. So I mean, we just launched this Push Start, which I think you talked to Zach about. That's basically yeah. a free mentoring. So, so this is all in the vein of educating owners to become better business people. That's just the bottom line. Like, move from a fitness professional to a business professional type of an idea. Push Start is a, a service we're offering our clients that's basically like a pre-mentoring. It's like the seed stage of mentoring where we're, we're expecting to hand them off to people like you, Chris Cooper or, or whatnot. Um, get them the, their feet underneath them basically, right? <clears throat> um, we're also gonna start coming out with this whole content series. So, I mean, I'm modeling it somewhat in the vein of you. Like there's a lot of important things to say. There's a lot of like, we gotta be brash about it. We gotta be honest about it. We have to have honest conversations with gym owners. Get them kind of looking at things correctly, and and my goal is in in all of these things to give our clients uh, an upper hand in the market, basically, right? Um, nothing new. It's all stuff you're talking about, and Chris is talking about, and, and other mentors in the area are talking about. But um, we just have we have a hook in with a lot of these clients that um, we feel like we can just start getting a lot of this content out there to them. Um, that's going to include like like we were talking about earlier, a lot of travel. So we're going to go like, like, I guess you just did in Cleveland, right? Like a a round table, meet up with a bunch of gym owners and just talk shop, throw a topic on the table and go. Right. Um, we're also launching a free product, which, um, depending on when you release this, this will either be out or not out yet. Um, we're going to launch it on black Friday. Um, so that's going to be a free version of our platform f- specifically to help struggling or new gyms or, or f- just gyms that never want to grow. Right. I guess someone could run a gym out of their garage and just be fine making 5,000 bucks a month. You
0: know, can I, so can I ask you a question? This is on topic with your pro with your product software. Do you guys own the push press timer? Is that a product
1: of you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was our first marketing effort. We just realized like we didn't want to spend. So as a company, we don't believe in throwing money just into fucking ads. Right. So we were like, what could we do to like make a splash, get our name out there and actually provide some utility? So we built the timer. We're actually rebooting that right now and I'm um, gonna try, like I'm in talks with uh, Live and Loud to try and get all of their big names on it. Or is it Loud and Live? But anyway, um, and then we built that, we did that um, Foo Barbell t- poster. I don't know if you remember that one from back then. Yeah, day,
0: yeah, right? yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, so those were, it would just give it away to the community. just get our name out there and start, right? So
0: I, so it's funny the timing of this, right? Um, I, we are currently, we are working with a dev company in Charlotte. Um, I, uh, well, there's some things I do that I don't talk a lot about. I'm a, I'm a small, uh, owner in a a tech startup here in Charlotte that is, um, looking to pretty much create your ability to be your own DJ on an app music, music wise. So a trainer could be like, I want to run uh seven rounds of 40 seconds on 20 seconds off. And I want to have these different music genres that I want the tempo to go up when the mute, when the, the, the interval is going, I want the drop down during the rest. Cause I really oh, do believe shit. in time. Yeah. Yep. It's It's very cool. It's probably one of the more exciting projects I've been working on for the past year. But um, with that, I need a new, timer i need a new digital clock i will not let urban movement have the same shitty fucking rope clock that every other crossfit gym has it will not suffice for me and i'm trying to because we have such unique workout interval styles there i've been staring at your product i even had a dev guy go look at it and i was like you know fuck, he, he was asking questions like do you want me to see if i can read I'm like i'm gonna to talk to dan about this do you guys is there anyone i'm literally just podcast listeners i'm just selfishly taking this conversation <laughs> to a conversation with dan um I would love to talk with your guys about customizing. I want to have four 70 inch TVs with a customized countdown based on our intervals that we're able to run. And I gear, I mean, you guys, I assume you guys have already done all the back-end shit.
1: Yeah. So that that one, that original version was built so long ago. We're actually just redoing the entire thing, but a V2 or V3 on the roadmap for it will be like, you can program it from your computer. You can set intervals. You can program it ahead of time. We didn't, build any of the music concepts into it. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah. And it's, yeah. I, think,
1: I think we're rebuilding it to be a native Apple TV app too. So you don't have to deal
0: with Very uh, Yeah. yeah. Chromecasting and stuff like that. Yeah. That would just be, I mean, when I think about that is, that's a great way for everyone to take, like again, for anyone listening here and if anyone who follows like what I've done with every movement, getting rid of the rig and doing whatever. And even if that's not within your scope of what you want to do business wise, I want everyone to realize the reason I do things is to create a unique experience. Because what's not unique amongst all the CrossFit gyms in Charlotte, or what it is is what it looks like? Every CrossFit gym looks the same. Some rigs are blue, some are green, some are black, but it, it, every gym looks the same. Different sizes, they're shaped differently, but they all look the same. My goal is to to take the the a visual component, make it completely different. And one of those things right now that I'm least satisfied with is the clock. The clock, I'm so like I see it and I cringe when I walk in my gym. Like I have this, I have an internal visceral reaction. And I like, that's one way I think you could have a great 70 inch display and you have a countdown with your own branding on it. Like we have our own class names and styles and stuff like, like I, that would be something I would be super interested in talking with you guys within the future. like about, is there any way I could hire you guys to create a customized fucking clock, like a countdown clock? Yeah, we,
1: we can figure something out.
0: That would be really cool. fork,
1: Fork what we have and then work,
0: work with you on that. That would be very fucking cool. Um, and you know what I, I, let's just use the gorilla marketing that you did ahead of time. That's exact. For anyone listening, that is gorilla marketing. You literally came up with a product everybody would want and you slapped your shit on it, your brand, and people used it for free. That's, that's literally gorilla marketing to a fucking T is finding a way to get in front of people without having to pay traditionally for ad spend. And, um, there's a gorilla marketing firm actually in Charlotte. I love they, uh, you ever heard of bricks? You guys have like uh bricks pizza out in LA. It's like small, flat, wood fired pizzas.
1: We have, I don't think we have that, but we have something similar. Yeah.
0: One of them opened up here in Charlotte. They hired this, this, uh, gorilla marketing firm. And for everyone listening, I think you'll like this story and it's right across from a park. And this park's landscape is made is based on pebbles. So no mulch, no, like bark. It, it's like pebbles all over the park. So that's the landscape choice. So instead of having dirt and grass, they have these pebbles just everywhere. It kind of looks like if you ever traveled to Arizona, right, where it's really dry and grass doesn't live very well. And so what this guerrilla marketing company did is they went and bought a thousand of these large pebbles. They're like the size of my mouse, and they spray painted them all red. And put the logo of the new Bricks pizza place on them with a 10% off or 20% uh. off like thing and spread them randomly all over the park. So when moms and dads and dog walkers are walking around, there's all these white and, bull- and gray pebbles, which are the traditional landscape choice of those. And then there's these red ones that stick out and kids would go and grab them like Easter eggs. They'd be Like, look what I got, mommy. And it look and say, bring this in and for 25% off your pizza. That's dope. So not only did the city get pissed because there's fucking red rocks and you're using our park to advertise, but because you had to bring the pebble in, they didn't have to pay for their own cleanup. It got on the news, people heard about it, and citizens, regular people, ran to the park, got these red rocks, and they literally did the cleanup for the marketing company. (laughs) That's amazing. it's a great fucking story. I love that fucking story. And and I might even be embellishing it, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it was told to me. But like it is in my, I love guerrilla marketing. Like that, what you guys do with the clock and even like the foo barbell, I remember Diane Foo, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I think that shit's great. You make something that people are going to notice and you just put it out in front of them. And then now your push press, you know, the app for the clock or whatever on the logos by your weightlifting section, it's right there. Um, so
1: so the funny story to the Foo Barbell one is um, we, we gave that away for, for free for anyone to download and we actually offered it for free um, if they wanted a, a printed one shipped, but, but we charged $10 shipping and handling, right? Yeah. Which after all the shipping and handling, it ended up making us five bucks. We ended up profiting like five bucks, but it was a okay. shit ton of time. But that actually, that and you, we allowed people to print a, a, like a fucking 10 by 10 vinyl one, like a huge fucking vinyl one, um, which we made like 50 bucks on that actually funded our company for like the first couple months.
0: That's you amazing. Know? And you yeah. got the lead acquisition. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, that's like gym owners. My favorite, here's a tidbit for all you guys. My favorite lead generation isn't on Facebook. We put on free events. Like we're doing a pop up at a new coffee shop that opened up on the other side of town. We're doing a pop up workout. I've got a frame signs says urban movement, boom, pop up workout. And anyone who comes, it's free. They just gotta yeah. give us name, email and phone number. That is the best lead acquisition. They're local. I got to meet them in person. I got to physically touch them, meet them, shake their hand. And I got their name, email, and phone number because they had to fill out the waiver. You do, I mean, 10, it, yeah, do 10 of those a month. It's all the lead
1: acquisition you need. It's just such a simple concept. I think people look, look right over it. It's just help first. Like, why do you do, produce so much content? Like, you're helping so many people. And now it's like when someone's like, oh, shit, I need help with my gym. I mean, you're right at the top of the list. Sure. You no. Know? Same thing. You go out and you do all these pop-ups and it's like when someone's thinking like, oh, I need a workout. Oh, I worked out. I saw that one at this one time and I worked out with him the other time and he was really funny and it was fun right at the top of the list, right? It doesn't always pay off immediately like paid ads will, but I mean, it's- No.
0: Yeah. I think people feel like, and again, I think people just want to not do it themselves. They'd rather give 300 bucks or let's call it 50 bucks a day to to Mark Zuckerberg to make my business work. My favorite one, dropping $300 and what we call our hangover breakfasts, we go and pick a different apartment complex. It's like these young millennial, like young professional apartment complexes. We do a hangover breakfast sponsored by Urban Movement. I bring biscuits and coffee. So it's like chicken, egg, biscuits, whatever. And then people come hang out. It's right before kickoff or college game day. And if people come down and there's normally like in a, a lobby or like a club room area. And all I do is I hand them chicken biscuits. We have mimosas, little hair of the dog action for them. And then we give them free weeks, free week passes. And if I hand out 80 of those, I know five to six come back. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it, and it's great. I meet people. I, you're like, dude, I remember that guy used to do Ohio State fan. Fuck yeah. Like, blah, blah. Like, great. Cool. You ha- I get some rapport. Those are the lead acquisition things. And again, more guerrilla marketing, kind of what I'm kind of really into these days, way more than Facebook marketing. Everyone's like, well, what buttons do I press on Facebook to make me more money? I'm like, you're such a lazy piece of shit. Like, you just don't fucking get it. You're not wired right. If you cannot think that walking out and talking to human beings is the fucking way to do this. If yeah. you really think there's magical buns that Alex Hermosi's pushing, that you, don't, you can, that you can maybe push as well to grow your business. And all those ClickFunnels gurus guys, they're literally just the bane of my existence when it comes to, not that you're doing anything wrong, and not that that stuff doesn't work, but it makes people think that I can push buns on my laptop to make people come in my gym.
1: Yeah, and I mean, to some degree, maybe that's
0: right, but I don't think it's a, it's a sustainable model. Mm-hmm. Not for the, okay, sure. There's buttons you can put. Yeah. But you want to put 10 K a month into your face. Like if you really want to spend money, like not a gym owner, who's going to give us, you, you know, you know, if you and me sat down and wanted to teach someone Facebook ads and we told them they put 4k a month into ad spend, they would get the hell out of here. There's no way I'm giving you 4k. Sure. You can do that at crazy volume. Um, now engagement ads and stuff like that. It changes. I have my guys do 300 to 600 bucks a month. Great. You know, we get 60,000 impressions. Um, that stuff works really, really well. But yeah, I just would love to see people get more. Do what you did. Be inventive. Be an entrepreneur, which is a problem solver. Entrepreneurship is not getting a CrossFit affiliate, signing a lease, having fun buying $20,000 on Rogue, and then thinking Facebook's <laughs> going to bring people in your doors. That's not, what you, that's not what that is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, ultimately, and this is why we're hitting the road and we're doing all this content because we, we looked at it and we were spending thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads, and it's like, I'd rather spend that $1,000 a month flying to a city having a bunch of people come out, have some barbecue with them and meet 20 real people and talk real business with them and then just shotgunning a bunch of ads around the internet and be part of the noise with every other gym management platform that there is out there, you know?
0: 100%. All making these
1: promises, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm doing the same. So I'm going. We're doing, you know, in 2020, I want to do 10 speaking engagements. I've got four, we have four or five booked already. Um, and that's all I'm doing. I'm going and doing speaking engagements at gyms. It's just me and a mic and it's like a stand-up. It's like a stand-up gig. I got a couple of the guys like the Marcus Gerzies of the world and uh, um, John brings with insight tax and just going to get a, you know, a bunch of random dudes together and just kind of tr- just meet up and go and talk and, and talk to gym owners and just spit our spit and do our thing and it's going to be great lead generation, sure. It'll be great content grab, yes. But ultimately, at the end of the day, Help. me in front of you, yeah, me helping first. Me in front of you actually sitting there talking and giving you my, like my spiel and being able to Q&A with you right there in live, I'll be more valuable then than any video I could ever make remotely.
1: Yep. Yeah, man. Include me on any of those if you want to. Or I, oh, yeah.
0: I would. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. I've got an email chain going. I'll definitely get you on it. I just want to get anybody and you know uh, just find a bunch of different cities with enough density to where we can get a decent audience to show up, and I, I think it'd be really fun.
1: Well, December fifth in New York, if you want to meet me there.
0: <laughs> I, hey, man. Uh, that's that. That's possibly doable. Um, I'll probably be up in Cleveland. Actually, it's not. That's not a far flight. Um, Listen, guys. We're, we're Dan, real quick. If anyone wants to get in t- contact with you, they're interested in the stuff you got coming out with Push Press and all that, with the push starts and that new freebie model that you have coming out. What? How do they do that?
1: I mean, the simplest way is just be going to uh, pushpress.com. We don't have anything up yet for our podcast. We don't have, you know, not, none of this stuff is really out. It's all in the works, um, but it's all looking pretty exciting. So the free, the free thing will be launching on Black Friday, but we're going to be start. We're going to be taking a um, a priority list pretty soon. Um, but other than that, yeah, like just go to pushpress.com, reach out to us. You can, you can hit any of us up on Facebook or through email. Um, one of the cool things is most of my staff owns gyms or has owned a gym. So we can just talk the talk with you. Like we don't have
0: to sell, you know, this is talk. Very cool. Very cool. When you get the thing up and running, if you ever need need a guest, I'll always come on and jam with you, brother.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm going to ask you. Awesome.
0: Very cool. Dan, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.